Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. The best of the Joe Show. Running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. Hola, Miyamo Dan Day. And I am bringing you treats, not just audio treats, but later on, your chance to win tickets to see Breaking Benjamin, Bush, and Theory of a Dead Man at the I Think Amphitheater, August 21st. Also, by popular demand, going to play back the interview with my man. Pelicans play-by-play announcer Joel Myers. He walked in and put Hawk, Crowder, Solana, and myself into a timeout. Here's a little bit of that. In your mind, the New Orleans Pelicans, they won that trade hands down, getting Zion and adding those other young pieces to this roster for the future. No, I didn't say they won the the trade hands down. (laughs) Woo! Still a little nervous. You'll hear the rest of that interview in just a little while. Also, the Joe Rose Show talking with Shaq Quarterman about the upcoming NFL draft. Then the Dan Labatard Show with Sir Charles Barkley. Right now, though, let's get to some headlines. The Heat set a franchise record 22 threes on 44 attempts in last night's win over Orlando 116-113. Next is the Pelicans in New Orleans tomorrow. The Panthers take on Eastern Conference leader Boston tonight at the BB&T. Listen to it here on 560 The Joe. Coming up at 7. The Canes basketball team lost to Virginia yesterday 46-44, and the baseball team were defeated by FAU 11-12. Hurricanes tight end Michael Irvin II is reportedly transferring. Miami continues training for its spring game April 11th. Following strong TV ratings for its inaugural MLS match against LAFC, Inter-Miami CF heads to Washington Saturday to take on D.C. United at 3.30. And now we take a step into the day spa. An Ohio man recently brought a tuxedo-clad llama to his sister's wedding as his plus one. Hmm, I wonder what happened later that night after a few drinks and some dancing. Hmm. Satellite TV station is offering $1,000 to binge watch an episodes of The Office. How was work today, honey? Oh, you know, another backbreaking day of labor. Parents in Great Britain are up in arms over the book Mummy Laid an Egg, which is basically a child-friendly styled Karma Sutra. I guess it's better for the kids to learn it there than in the streets. The Texas man who went viral in August for licking a gallon of ice cream and putting it back in a Walmart freezer has been sentenced to a month in jail for the crime. Next time, just buy the French vanilla, dude. Now on the weather brought to you by Hylia Park. 
Tonight's forecast has a chance of rain with temperatures in the mid-70s. For the best poker tournaments in South Florida, visit Hylia Park Poker Room. Visit HyaliaPark.com for our poker tournament schedule. Plus, join us for our $75,000 guarantee March 7th through 13th. Why play anywhere else? Visit HyaliaPark.com for details. The draft is near. And NFL dreams will be made or shattered. I'm thinking the dream will come true for former Kane Shaq Quarterman. Earlier today, he caught up with the Joe Rose Show in the morning talking about no rest for the weary. Also, that 40-yard dash, handling tough draft questions, and kicking some you-know-what. First of all, uh, what's it been like to stay in this greatest shape this long? What's it like? There's no time to rest, man. You got pro day and combine and all-star game and end of the season. It just hasn't stopped. Well, that makes it that much more easier. You know, not having the time to do much doesn't allow you to, you know, get off of your diet and things like that. So it's not too bad. You were part of the most watched 40-yard dash in the world. What was that like? And, and not only is the whole NFL there and all the staffs and the front office, but you got hundreds of thousands of people around the country watch on NFL Network. Do you block off? that out are you aware of everybody loves this 40 yard dash what's that like well you're aware of it you know that's why you you train so hard for it in the weeks prior but once you're there it's all about muscle memory you know you've done it a thousand times so you really just got to cut everybody out and just run as fast as you can fast start right is it the old jump out there get a fast start you're going through walk me through that 40 i know you ran a 474 what was that like just i got to get off to a quick start but i know if i jump too quick this guy's gonna make me come back are you going through all that stuff in your mind it's all about the arm carriage though you know uh, the legs will follow the arm so it was always about arm speed technique you know so you're not leaning left or right when you come out of the, uh, the start but besides that it was just running straight that's exactly what you had to do so you're happy with the all-around combine 40 time everything that you did there yes sir yes sir I perform very well. Hey, Shaq, let me ask you, with uh, with all this stuff that's going on, I know a big part of it is interviews. We always wonder about the questions. I'm guessing one of the big questions was, what happened to the Canes last year? Did you get a lot of that? They wanted to know how you were going to handle that as one of the leaders of that team. Did you get a lot of that? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, I got a couple of those questions. What, what do you tell them? Like, I, I'm just curious, if you don't mind, could you share some of your interview stuff? What do you say, hey, you know, I mean, obviously you take the high road. The last thing they want to find out is you're blaming everybody. So w- what do you say to people? Exactly. I just told them that, um, it all stemmed down to our strength and numbers. You know, after our starters, you know, our guys that go in after them, um, there was sort of a drop-off, you know, and in college football, those two, it can't be a drop-off between your starters and, and your rotational guys because when you don't have such a drop-off, you know, that's when you lead the championship teams. You know, we already dependent on, you know, our young guys to play very big throughout the whole season. You know, that put us in a lot of uh, bad situations often. Jack, how, how do you fix that? That's a great point when you don't have a lot of depth and, and you're you're counting on a lot of guys that haven't developed as fast as you want. How, how do you fix that problem? What's the best way? Well, it's really just fixing it in all season, you know, with the workout, getting guys stronger, faster, and bigger, and recruiting guys to be able uh, not allow a drop-off, you know. And it's just the same process of, you know, teaching those guys, you know, vetting and grooming those guys. But it starts with recruiting. You know, you have to have the men available to to sustain a, a standard like that. Shaq, how many teams did you meet with at the combine? How many meetings did you actually have to go into? I know those 15 or whatever minute meetings. How many teams did you meet with? Man, I, I couldn't even put a finger on it. It was so many. You know, you meet a lot of 
a lot of teams, a lot of teams. You need uh, different people from teams as well, so it's a, it's a lot. Was it was it all business? Did you get any weird questions? Like, you know, we always hear about these guys that got, you know, a team asked a really weird question at the Combine or one of these interviews. Was it all business? Did you get any weird ones? No, I didn't get any weird questions at the Combine. Uh, it was more so business, more so business. No, I, I was uh, I was just curious at that whole thing. I also didn't realize this, Shaq, and, and I'm, I'm glad you're on this morning. By the time you get to your workouts, I heard some of the guys say you're exhausted from physicals and interviews and everything else, so you just get knocked out of your whole routine. Is it hard to stay sharp for workout with all the other stuff going on? I know you all have to go through it. Of course, and I think that's by design. You know, they have you doing a lot of busy work, you know, especially going to the hospital for medical. You know, that stuff can take hours upon hours, so you got to be able to uh, understand why it's happening, you know, and just act accordingly. You know, you have to be able to um, basically take care of your responsibilities when you're tired and, and haven't uh, slept for that long because they just want to see, you know, how you react to a, a bunch of things. Jack, who asked the questions? I, I've never asked this before. Who asked most of the questions in those interviews? General manager or a head coach or assistant? Who do you get it from most? See, I got mine from linebackers, coaches, you know, because you meet okay. with so many different guys. Uh, a lot of my questions came uh, straight from the linebacker coaches at the organizations, the different organizations. Hey, Shaq, you know what I was going to tell you before you left? I didn't get a chance. Just tell them what, whenever you got in a little bit, just go, watch my tapes. I've got about 300 or 400 tackles if you want to see what I look like. Uh, did you ever use that one? Did, did, ever, did you ever want to use that one? Now, the scouts are fully aware of that. Yeah. They, um, they understand that the tape is the most important thing as well. You know, the interviews are just, just attempts to, you know, get the – a face with a, a tape. You right, know? right. That's a good point. Hey, by the way, Pro Day still coming up. We're not done yet, baby. We've got the big Pro Day. Uh, what's left for you at the Pro Day? What what do you what do you concentrate on now? Because you've done the Combine. They got to know you a little bit. Now what's left for Pro Day? I think I'm going to redo my 40-yard uh, my dash and really just do the agility drills and the position drills that the coaches want me to do. Hey, Shaq, I just want you to tell them, look at man, I'll do whatever. I just want to come out here and kick some ass. Give them some of that stuff. Just go over the top. Just it's like, you know what, here, I'll do whatever you want, but I, you know what, I just want to kick some ass. You want me or not? Lay one of those. See how that goes over, Shaq. <laughs> Confident Shaq, man. Quarterman, that would be beautiful. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, Shaq's going no way, right. so I'm not doing well, that. Shaq, man. now that the All-Star games are over, the Combine is done, you are getting ready for Pro Day. What is a day like for you from start to finish? Like, how, how, how are you preparing now for Pro Day? Because there's really no days off now. Once Pro Day happens, then the draft's coming up, then it's rookie camp, and then basically you start. So, like, what's a day like for you right now from start to finish well it's really about um i wake up about 6 30 6 45 uh, i have to be in my training facility by 7 30 i get there and before the combine you know they had us waiting around trying to simulate how much waiting you'd be doing at the combine now it's more so about you know pro days you know perfecting technique and also getting in shape because like you said uh, once the draft is over you know you're right in the football so definitely getting in shape as well well Shaq listen man we appreciate it I know you've been super busy I know you're getting ready to go work out again because I see it's 7 30 right now we really <laughs> appreciate you coming on been a little bit of time uh with us this morning thanks Shaq no problem thanks for having me Wishing the best to Shaq Quarterman. I think he is going to be a solid, solid, solid NFL player, making Miami proud. Also making Miami somewhat proud, the Dan Lebitard Show, weekdays from 10 to 1. They caught up with Sir Charles Barkley earlier today. Here is a little taste of that. 
But you got these fools, idiots, and jackasses on TV. Listen, LeBron's <laughs> amazing. But what Giannis is doing is incredible. That is Charles Barkley style right there. Five minutes away from that. Then in about 15 minutes from now, going to be giving you a chance to win some Breaking Benjamin, Bush, and Three of a Dead Man tickets at the I Think Amphitheater, August 21st. It's all here on the Best of the Joe Show. Welcome back to the Best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day, and so many goodies to give to you. In just a couple of minutes, we are going to hear from the Dan Levitard Show talking with Charles Barkley. Needless to say, he will be speaking his mind. Also, in about 15 minutes from now, maybe not even that long, your chance to win tickets to that Breaking Benjamin Bush and Theory of a Dead Man concert at I Think Financial Amphitheater. August 21st. Ooh, I've seen all three of those bands live before multiple times. All of them great together. That's my mind. Plus, have to get to that Joel Myers interview that Hawk and Crowder had earlier today where he big boyed us. He seriously sat us down in a corner and said, adults here. Let's be adults here. It's a must here. Absolutely. Also, this little nugget. Andy Gibb of the Bee Gees was born on this day in 1958, unfortunately passed away in 1988. Man, never get tired of the Bee Gees. Put some bell bottoms on, Saturday Night Fever dancing around. Yeah, that's what I'm doing in the studio right now. No more dancing, though. Let's get into it. The Dan Levitard Show, weekdays 10 to 1 right here on 560 The Joe. They caught up with Charles Barkley earlier today. He talked about the Spike Lee Knicks drama his retirement from TV, and who is the NBA's MVP and Rookie of the Year. Charles Barkley told us one time that he wakes up every single morning to this song. I haven't talked to him in too long. Always a pleasure to have him around. Thank you, Charles, for making the time. I don't think you're going to be so happy about making it once Stugatz files his allegation, but we'll get to that in a second. Uh, Spike Lee, uh, what do you think? about what happened with Spike Lee and the Knicks, Charles? Well, number one, uh, yeah, I wake up to that song every day. It let me know that no matter how successful you are, you're going to have haters. So Nas gets me up every day to go to war for life. Uh, I love that brother. And I think it's much to do about nothing. I think it's uh, no big deal. I think we're wasting our time and energy when we got other stuff going on. Uh, you know, Dan, I'm, I'm to the point where now, man, I'm on a, on a level. I, I, I don't get caught up in the BS of sports. It's so funny how stupid the public are. We get to tell them what they get to talk about all day long because the nitwits on TV every morning who set the agenda. And I'm like, that's not a story. Nobody cares about that. Nobody, I, I like, so I, I, man, I don't even waste my time on BS anymore. Which nitwits? I'm, I'm just trying to make it four more years, brother, till I'm 60, and then I'm retired. I, 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 I'm just trying to make it to 60, brother. Which, which nitwits, what nitwits are you speaking of? Uh, is it, uh, well, I want them to think about it, Dan, because if I give them a name other than Skip Bayless, who you know I hate, I would give them power. I want them to think about which nitwit I'm talking about. That gives me the power. Now, they have to sit around and which, because we know Skip Bayless is a nitwit. But the rest of the nitwits, we have to sit around and, is he talking about me? So that gives me the power, Dan. Uh, I always like when Charles Barkley has the power. Now, Daryl Morey, I don't know whether he was referring to you or not the other day, because you can be critical of basketball. You're a serial truth teller. Uh, when Daryl Morey says that people like you, and I don't think he used your name, but people like you hate watch basketball, some of the broadcasters who are doing the games hate watch basketball and you've been very critical of jumpers and the three-pointers and all that stuff that the game has turned into what do you say to daryl morey well i like daryl morey 
uh, I think that he's one of those guys to hear what he wants to hear. Uh, when I said that, you know, it's so interesting watching television. I said two, three years ago, James Harden is the best offensive player I've ever seen in my life. Uh, I think he's not better than Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant at that position. And I said, I said, but he's the best offensive player I've ever seen. Uh, Darren Moore didn't call me and say, hey, Charles, thanks for the compliment on James. When I said I will never say anything bad about Russell Westbrook, I probably respect him more than any other player in my NBA history. I've never seen a guy that gives maximum effort every single night. And I know the haters on television are going to say, well, he hasn't won a championship. Hey, a lot of guys haven't won a championship. But I'm never going to say anything bad about Russell Westbrook. I respect that man. Now, that being said, you know, Darrell wants to protect his brand. He thinks he can win by shooting threes. Uh, I don't think he can. Uh, we had that one fluke year where everything worked out perfect for the Warriors, uh, and I was wrong. And now everybody tries to do that. It only works when you've got the three greatest shooters in NBA history, Clay, Steph, and Kevin Durant. It's not going to work any other time, and I'll stick by that. And if, if, if they win, I'll admit I was wrong. I'm not one... I don't do that Skip Bayless thing when I'm wrong. I give you a reason why I was wrong. Like, no, just say you were wrong. We know you were wrong. Don't give me excuses why you were wrong. Uh, but I like Darryl Murray. It's nothing personal. I don't think you're going to win with putting a little bunch of leprechauns out there because you're going to get worn down over a seven-game series. And when you start playing the elite teams, uh, they're going to be just as good offensively but much better defensively and on the rebound. So Westbrook, more than any other player, huh? just because of how hard he always plays. Like, you're talking you know, about... Dan, you, you know, because, Dan, listen, you know, you know, guys who haven't won the championship, we criticize them like like they life suck. I'm pretty sure Carl Malone and John Stockton and Pat Ewing, I'm pretty sure our life has been pretty, myself included, I think our life has been pretty damn good. Because you got some of these guys who win championships who can't play dead. I don't hate on them. I just like, they were just in the right place at the right time. Mm. But the point I'm making about Russell is, Russell, I don't know if they're going to, first of all, I don't care who wins the championship. It don't change my life. But I'm never going to hate on that man for saying he didn't. Even same thing with James. James is, uh, like I said, he's the best offensive player I've ever seen. But if they don't win the championship, I'm not going to walk around saying, yeah, he was a great player, but he didn't win the championship. So I never get caught up in that talk morning talk show where, like, did he win the chip? I'm like, dude. There's guys who won the chips who can't play dead. I always laugh because, dude, it's, it's a team game. It ain't an individual game. Like like everybody, like Giannis, who's the runaway MVP, the other networks are trying to change the narrative like, well, LeBron should be the MVP. First of all, no, he should not. Giannis should be the MVP by far. And John Morant should be the Rick of the Year by far for a couple of reasons. I'll give you my analogy because uh, Zion Williamson looks terrific. But he's only going to play in 30 games. And if John Morant, he's going to play the whole season, if they can make the playoffs, that would be, like, incredible. Because nobody expected uh, Memphis to make the playoffs. But if that little, little kid can get them to the playoffs, he should win rookie year by running away. Now, let me get to Giannis. You know, it's so funny. LeBron, who's great and amazing, is playing with Anthony Davis. You've got these fools on TV. And I understand the whole Kobe thing and everybody wants to LeBron's amazing. But think about this. If LeBron James played in the Eastern Conference, one other guy like Chris Middleton, who's a good player, and he was 59 and 6 or 8. Nobody would be saying, well, he only plays in the Eastern Conference. Because I'm trying to think, Dan, when LeBron had all the good players, were they ever 59 and 6 when he was winning MVPs <laughs> in Miami? <laughs> they, they won 66 one year, but I don't think they were 59 and 6. No, but I'm saying, 
though. Like, these guys want to change the story. Like, wait a minute. LeBron, who's amazing, amazing, he played with Bosh and D-Wade. He won MVP because they had the best record. But I don't remember people saying, uh, we should give the MVP to LeBron because uh, uh, the Western Conference is better. I'm like, no, they never said that. But you got these fools, idiots, and jackasses on TV. Listen, LeBron's <laughs> amazing. But what Giannis is doing is incredible. And we can give LeBron love because he's an amazing dude, amazing man and a great, great, great player. But this thing where they're trying to say, well, the MVP race is close. Let me tell you something, Dan. If LeBron was back in Cleveland playing with a bunch of nobodies, he was 59 and 6. No matter how good a year everybody else was having, nobody would be saying, oh, no, man, maybe somebody else should win MVP because he plays in the Eastern Conference. That's total BS. And it makes me mad because, you know, I'm not like these other people. When somebody tells me something on TV, I'm like, well, it must be true. This dude said it. No, dude, I'm actually watching the game. What Giannis and the Milwaukee Bucks are doing is incredible. And if that man gets screwed out the MVP because everybody wants to uh, swing on LeBron, it's going to really piss me off. Swing on LeBron is an excellent way to <laughs> phrase that. Uh, Stugatz has been wondering why nobody believes in the Bucks. Well, I believe in them, but listen, when you play on a seven-game series, that's going to be a tremendous amount of pressure on Bledsoe and Middleton. Giannis is going to do his thing because defenses are going to be structured to stop that one guy like you saw in the playoffs last year. He's got to get some help, and it's going to be on Middleton and Bledsoe. I said the same thing last year, Dan. Nobody's going to let Giannis dominate four games in a row in a seven-game series. They're going to make the other guys beat them. And if Bledsoe and Middleton can do their thing, I think the Bucks got a really good shot at winning the championship. Charles Barkley as a player, I did not like. Charles Barkley as an analyst, I absolutely love. Love, 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 love. Great guy. That's a guy who once got pulled over here in Miami for drinking and driving and said, come on, man, let me off. I'm about to go get some uh, oral sex from a lady and I don't want to be late. Didn't work with the police officers, but still, he gave it the old Miami try. Speaking of NBA and trying, we tried on the Hawkman and Crowder show earlier today to be silly, but got shut down. In your mind, the New Orleans Pelicans, they won that trade hands down, getting Zion and adding those other young pieces to this roster for the future. No, I didn't say they won the the trade hands down. (laughs) Legendary Pelicans pay-by-play announcer Joel Myers will play back the interview from earlier today where he really put us in our place. you got to hear this. Oh, I've got something for you. i got some tickets. Tickets. To the Breaking Benjamin, Theory of a Dead Man, Bush Show, August 21st, I Think Financial Amphitheater, right now. Give me a call. Caller number four at 567-0560. That's 305-567-0560. If you are caller number four right now, you are going to win those tickets from the Best of the Joe Show. This is the best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day. Please follow me on Twitter at Dan Day Radio. Coming up at 7 o'clock, it is going to be the hockey game between our very own Panthers and the Eastern Conference leading Boston Bruins, Doug Plagans, Manny Chang. Those guys are going to have the game for you. My man Marcos is in here getting ready for that. Oh, try to get back on those winning ways. Gotta feel good. I know Doug Plagans is down with this Jane's addiction right here. One of my top three all-time favorite bands right there. Of course, that was a theme song to Entourage, and not coincidentally, 
happens to be Entourage's Kevin Conley's 46th birthday. So happy birthday to E. Kevin Conley, 46, and Jane's Addiction, Perry Farrell, one of my heroes. He is my superhero. One of my other heroes, of course I am originally from New Orleans, is legendary Pelicans play-by-play announcer Joel Myers. This guy has done it all. He was the play-by-play announcer for the Lakers when Shaq and Kobe were there. Then he went on to the San Antonio Spurs when they went on their run of championship after championship after championship. He does in NBA playoffs, on TNT for the past eight years or so. He has been the Pelicans TV play-by-play guy. Just a true professional, which has you wondering why he was on the Hawk and Crowder show earlier today. Well, he big-boyed us. He came in, and he wasn't playing none of that. We opened up our mouth too much, slapped us down. He had great analysis, really good stuff. His voice, oh my goodness. I aspire to have Joel Meyer's voice, but I play around too much. Joel don't play, no time for all that. He took over the show. Good stuff, but you can hear, especially Hawk and Crowder, because they did most of the talking. We all just kind of backed away. Solana and I, we're out. Uh, we're not hosting this show. <laughs> Hawk and Crowder kind of tried to fight it out a little bit, put up a little bit of effort. Joel, once again, smack. No. No. Of course, the reason we had him on is because I kind of know him a little bit, being from New Orleans, working in radio and TV over there, being a huge Pelicans fan. Tomorrow, it is Heat versus Pelicans. Zion Williamson, he is going to be playing against the Heat for the very first time. All eyes going to be on that. The Heat are hot. The Pelicans, not so hot, but still going to be a very intriguing game. Did not know it was going to be that intriguing of an interview. Everyone's been going wild about this. So, without any further ado, legend in the game, Joel Myers big boyin' and teaching us a broadcast lesson on the Hawk and Crowder show. Heat beat Orlando last night. Duncan Robinson put the team on his shoulders. That means they are on a four-game winning streak. But tomorrow, they're in New Orleans, and they face off against Zion Williamson and the Pelicans. Joel Myers does play-by-play for the New Orleans Pelicans on Fox Sports New Orleans. He watched Zion last night in the second night of his first back-to-back ever. We've had a lot of discussion about Zion Williamson on this show. We'll finally get to see him tomorrow night when the Heat are there. Thank you for making time for us, Joel. We appreciate it. No problem, guys. Anytime. So for Heat fans that maybe haven't watched much of Zion yet this season, how would you describe him and his game? What what should Heat fans expect tomorrow? Well, an aggressive guy, a force, uh, a guy that's not 19 years old, basically, uh, because he, he plays uh, with a physicality that you don't normally see in a 19-year-old. He'll get his, his shots up. He'll be in the paint a lot. He'll create seals, early offense. He's got a great touch around the rim. It's it's surprising. It, you can't tell a book by its cover because a lot of guys his size and with his appearance, you wouldn't think they'd have a, a real light touch, but it's feathery around the rim. He knows how to finish. There's no question about that. And, Joe, I, I, I've been a critic of Zion with his weight, you know, with watching him at Duke, his, his I want to say inability to shoot, but he didn't really do it at Duke. You know, they didn't ask him to do that. So tell me why I'm wrong thinking uh, Zion's more of a Sean Kemp than a Kobe, a LeBron, a Steph, like a revolutionary talent. I think he's good. I think he's exciting to watch, but I don't think he can really revolutionize the game. There's a lot of guys that have revolutionized the game. I don't think he's going to be the first uh, to do what he's going to do in his career, but I think he can be very successful. Uh, Charles Barkley was that type of player. 
and developed a face-up game. Um, there, Sean Kemp had the high post 15-footer to begin with when he came into the league, and, and the body composition is not that similar. Sean was a little bit longer and a little bit leaner than Zion, but the, nobody's got as quick a bounce that I've ever seen on the second jump. And the guys that he've already faced in his first 17 games of his career, that's been their immediate reaction is, is the second bounce. So uh, he's not going to revolutionize the game, but I think he's going to have a really strong career uh, at all NBA talent level. He develops his game and you bring up his weight and his conditioning. He hadn't played for months. So if you look at Nikola Jokic to start the season, and you look at a before and after picture, there's 20 or 30 pounds gone now. And even James Harden says the best thing for him to get into shape is by playing games. So that'll come with, with playing games. And as, as Zion matures, he's dedicated, he's committed, so there's no issues there. Joel Myers does play-by-play for the New Orleans Pelicans on Fox Sports New Orleans. You've been around the game for a long time. You have seen a lot of NBA superstars. Pelicans, slight shot at making the playoffs this season. But look ahead. When Zion's there for an entire season, where does New Orleans rank in the West, that roster right now? Well, it, it depends upon how it evolves in the backcourt. The 3-4 is set for the next decade. So you've got to remember, you say, how does it stack up with the West? They at least have a duo now of Brandon Ingram at the three, who's had a breakthrough season, and Zion, who's going to develop at the four. Because then you've got John Moran in Memphis and Jaron Jackson. They're a great duo. You also have the guys I saw last night, 24-year-old Chris Porzingis, a gift, an absolute gift from the New York Knicks, with 20-year-old Luka Doncic. The two guys in Denver just turned 23 over the last two weeks, and Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray. So becoming increasingly difficult in, in the Western Conference. And then you've got the Splash Brothers coming back next year. There's no guarantee Golden State is going to be a top 14 next year. They'll have their natural roles with Draymond will be at the point of the five. Then Wiggins at the three seems like he should be a great fit and with both Steph and Clay back, and it's going to open up the floor for him uh, because he's a superior athlete. But we'll see how it goes. Uh, the Pels, it's not about today with New Orleans. And the development of some of the Miami players that I've seen, that's what the Pels are looking forward to. Investing in these guys, watching them develop. It's, it's about the next couple of years, and they're not done. And the kid in Australia had a phenomenal season for the Sydney Kings, who was taken early in the second round, Didi Lozada. And he had a really, really good season there. A shooter at 6'5", 6'6", and also really, uh, uh, an ultimate defender. And the Pels are deficient in those. So it's going to be nice to see him. Uh, arrive, whether it's next year or the following year, but somebody that can play defense. Joe, with that trade, getting uh, Lonzo Ball over, getting Ingram over, and you just said it, thinking for the future. So you're, you, in your mind, the, the New Orleans Pelicans, they won that trade hands down, getting Zion and adding those other young pieces to this roster for the future. Well, no, I didn't say they won the, the trade hands down. <laughs> you have a generational talent going to the Los Angeles Lakers who forced his way out, Anthony Davis. So you hope that you don't get a dime on the dollar when somebody puts you in that position to begin with. Uh, David Griffin did a phenomenal job. And when you get a Brandon Ingram at 22, averaging 25 a game and went to his first All-Star game, Lonzo Ball over the last two games is 14 to 20, 14 of 21 on his threes and hitting above 37 or 38% of his threes now. His percentage on threes is better than I can go down a list of guys, including Devin Booker, who I think is a really gifted guy for the Phoenix Suns. So, no, it, well, you can't determine a trade anyway. 
play until their careers are basically done. And Anthony Davis is only 26, 27 years old. He's, he's entering the prime of his basketball life, and he's paired with the greatest player on the planet. So that's the best duo in the NBA. Uh, Giannis and Chris Middleton are in the conversation, and I can give you a couple of others. But it's it, yet to be determined on the trade. But I do like what the Pelicans did, and with the options, the deferrals, and the Lakers 21 and 23 drafting. Would, uh, would Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo be in the conversation for greatest duos in NBA history? Well, not in NBA history. <laughs> I mean, I was trying to bait you. Yeah, right. Put it this way: what Miami has done, what Andy has done, and Pat Riley is what the two of them have done in investing and developing as a model for a lot of. I mean, whether it's Kendrick Nunn, whether it's Derek Jones Jr., whether it's Duncan Robinson, I can go down the list. They've done an exceptional job. And then you bring in a guy, a no-nonsense guy like Jimmy Butler. You've already got Bam at the 14th overall pick, and he was a steal there. Like Hero this year, a steal at 13th overall, and it's amazing what his 13th overall has been recently, whether it's Donovan Mitchell or Devin Booker, Tyler Hero. There's others I can go down the list. Wild. The Heat have done an incredible job. And that tells her in that position now to develop their own, to make it sustainable. And it wasn't that way before. Uh, basically, they were trying to patch around Anthony Davis. And Joe, where do you think the Heat? Because uh, obviously you, you, you watch the entire league. You know these players. You know all the rosters. Where do the Heat match up against the best? You know the Bucks are the number one in the East with their record, the Raptors, the Celtics in the East. And then you got to go to the Lakers, the Rockets, the Clips. Where do you think the Heat match up with those top teams? Well, I, I'm just going to stay in your conference because it doesn't make any difference if they can't get out of the conference finals. <laughs> How they match up with the guys in the West. The elite in your conference, at least is the long haul over the first 60 games of the season, it's been more. Milwaukee. It's been Toronto and Boston has been a revelation because now that cloud is lifted over that franchise and, and breakthrough seasons for both Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. But the Heat are close and they're right there and, and ascending. So you, to me, it's the last 20, 15, 20 games of the regular season. You just want to find your rhythm at the right time of the year. It doesn't make any difference over the first two thirds of the season. Now are 75% of the season, you're down to the last 25%. Uh, you just If you find your stride at the right time, a goalie in hockey, and I, you mentioned at the top here, you're getting ready for the Panthers tonight, and I'm a St. Louis Blues, so I watch puck every night too. If you get a good goalie who stones them in the playoffs, it's like a basketball team, like six, seven, eight-man roster, or at least rotation, that gets hot at the right time of the year. And that the, the Heat have that kind of potential. Joel Myers, he does play-by-play for the Pelicans on Fox Sports New Orleans. It is Heat and Pelicans tomorrow in New Orleans. Now, I'm coming to New Orleans in a couple of weeks with my wife and son, unless we get sidetracked by coronavirus and decide not to travel. I'm still keeping this thing up in the air. But if we make it to New Orleans in a couple of weeks, it'll be spring break. My son's 15. Uh, where do we absolutely have to eat? For your son's purposes, you have to go to the Parkway Bakery and Tavern for a po' boy. Okay. Whether it's a shrimp po' boy or a roast beef po' boy, it's, a, it's an old tavern, and it, it's a classic. It's the best. You'll have to do that, and that's only five minutes. Everything's pretty convenient in New Orleans. So Parkway Bakery and Tavern, and I can I can text you. We don't have to waste your audience's time. I'll give you, I could give you a long long list. I live in the warehouse district, so I'm surrounded by some of the best chefs in America that I walk to dinner nightly. So I'll give you, believe me, I can give you plenty of places. You've lived in a lot of places. You've done a lot of uh, a lot of games over your career. Is New Orleans the best food city? It is. The, yeah, it's 
there's a couple of cities that stand out. New Orleans is right up there. It is truly, though, the most unique city in America. It's a really special place. We're yeah, you'll, you'll enjoy game. it and you'll walk. You want to walk in New Orleans. That's what's yeah. great about it. We're going to come see a game at the Smoothie King uh, Center there because uh, we're going to be in town. They're going to, I think uh, Sacramento is in town when uh, when we're there. Can I get an actual uh, smoothie from Smoothie King at the arena? Yeah, I would recommend the Angel Food Cake Smoothie if I were you. <laughs> oh, mm. you just made it sound that's delicious. I'm not even going to lie. I got a damn aquarium there that's off the chain. Where? In New somewhere, Orleans? Yeah, somewhere down the river. I don't know. You've yeah, it's right, no, it's, it's, right by, it's right by the French market next to Cafe Du Monde, and it's a world-class aquarium, sea aquarium. It's exceptional. Yeah, Joe, when I was there, my last name is Crowder, and then Crowder Boulevard or Street was where all the strip clubs are, but I don't know if Hawk wants to take his kids there. Nah, probably not. Not, uh, you know. Not on this trip. I, I can only I can only recommend restaurants. Sorry, guys. <laughs> the beignets, though, at Cafe Du Monde, we got to do that, right? Do you do that? Uh, being a, a guy that lives, like, is that just a touristy thing, or you get beignets? Ten minute walk. I get a Jones card. <laughs> you got to have it. <laughs> Heat and Pelicans tomorrow in New Orleans. Joel Myers, play-by-play man for the Pelicans on Fox Sports New Orleans. Thank you for making time for us, and uh, we're uh, very interested to see what Zion has to offer tomorrow night. Okay, guys. Thanks for having me. I'll see you here in New Orleans. There you go. Joel Myers, again, play-by-play man for the Pelicans. He has got a... When he said... What was the the thing that he just uh, made me fall in love with? Oh, Angel food cake. I, I swooned, man. Got a voice on it. He's got, like, books on tape. I love him. I think he hates me. Oh, hates both of us. Do hey, you think that you felt that way? Hates oh, me God. with a passion. Uh, he, he, he told you call him when you come out there. But he let it be pretty clear. I'm here to talk about basketball. Let's talk basketball. And I went deeper into food and uh, <laughs> smoothies. I, I went strip club. <laughs> and he, he hated that. And that was it. Like, yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he was done with that. But that was fun. All right. Uh, Zion Williamson tomorrow. I'm a little rattled by him. I'm telling you, Joel Myers made me nervous. And he seemed like to. one of those guys. That could just kind of, if he sit, if he if he sits down with you and says, "I'm not happy with you right now," you just wet yourself. Start crying, right? <laughs> Bro, you start I'm going to show you my list of questions. I had calorie count questions. I had CPAP questions. Like nothing. When I heard him talk, I was like, "No, I'm not doing the." Right, bus. he wasn't going to goof around oh. with uh with with Zion Williamson. I was going to ask him, "Do you think Zion's blood pressure is 120 over 80?" <laughs> It's but as soon question. as he started talking, I was funny like, question. nope, let me, I, I, I scratched it out. Yeah, I was going to ask him if he thought Zion takes out of his Gatorade bottle actual buttercream. That It's not, it's just frosting in there. It's buttercream. He, he went with it. But he, that, yeah, that wasn't, <laughs> but I enjoyed talking to him. He's no, a legendary no. broadcaster. You know, yes. He used to do the Lakers oh, no, games. I looked him like, up. Yeah, he's I looked a him up. legendary broadcaster, but he's probably not in uh, in the same vein as, uh, as uh, the show that we normally do there, so. <laughs> There you go. Everybody knows. Dan Day's dude, dude. Yeah, Dan Day is from New Orleans. Yeah. So like, and and he's got like he had a little bit of a Dan Day vibe to him, right? Yeah. Because Dan Day, you can goof with, but you can't goof with. Very mysterious. Yeah. It was yeah. like, all right, I'm here to talk about basketball. Uh, I'll I'll give you a little nugget. Angel food cake smoothie. Next. Yes. Move on. Want to go back to the three four and the duos? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Him and Dan have a have a knife on them. I can't speak to that right now. Might get me in some trouble. I think I can goof around a lot. Not all business. Joel Myers, though, that, that's the voice right there. That's what I aspire one day, talking like Joel Myers on national TV. Man, that's my dude-dude right there, but I ain't joking around with him, that's for sure. Very exciting tomorrow. Pelicans, Heat, second game of the season between the two. The Heat won the first, looking to sweep the series. 
I say, hey, look, the Heat, playoff positioning, Pelicans probably not going to make the playoffs. If the Heat win, I'm still pulling for the Pelicans, but if the Heat win, I'm not going to be too upset. And yes, I will be watching the Pelicans broadcast tomorrow and being like, Joel Myers, my man right there. Yes, sir. Everything's cool, right? Yeah, yeah. Of course, everyone talking about the Heat and Duncan Robinson. Those guys, I was at the AAA last night. It was impressive. Their offense, their defense, but they were making everything. Here's what Spo had to say about that. I think the most important thing is this is the league. <laughs> like you could, you say it's, uh, it's uh, just us. I mean, this is what you have to manage over over the course of 48 minutes. These are long games. The three point shooting has changed uh, things dramatically. Uh, you have to continue to grind and and work the game, um, and work on uh, all the necessary things that put you in the best position to win. And, and we were able to do that uh, in the second half. I mean, Terrence Ross was uh, obviously uh, exceptional. He and Duncan were putting on one of the best shooting displays in one game uh, probably all season that you've seen in, in this league. But, I, you know, the, the, the persistence and the grit that we showed in the, in the second half was, was encouraging. How we started the game. Uh, and in the first quarter, you know, it wasn't um, quite inspiring, but we picked it up after that. Woo! Duncan Robinson was inspiring. It seemed like if I blinked, I missed him making another three. Here's what Spo had to say about that. If you took a poll on, on NBA players and asked, uh, you know, who Duncan Robinson was coming into training camp, I would say probably 70% of the league didn't know who he was, um, especially last year. I mean, Andre didn't know. Yeah, he was in an NBA uniform last year, uh, even though he was in Sioux Falls for, for part of it. I think it's a really a remarkable uh, story of, of persistence and how much he's improved uh, uh, really is incredible. Um, you know, he should have had 10 threes tonight. David took away one of them. <laughs> I, I told him that several times. Um, but the, the degree of difficulty now on his movement, catch-and-shoot threes, uh, is up there with anybody in, in this league. And, um, and, his, and his accuracy on those tough ones uh, really is unique. After the way Duncan Robinson shot last night, it's right that everyone's talking about you. So let's hear what Bam had to say about Duncan making shots and not surprising him. No, that's not a surprise. You know, when you see a guy do that over and over and over in his preparation and practice and when he's when he's in there by himself with the coaches, it doesn't shock you. So what was Duncan Robinson's frame of mind when he went into the game and while he was playing? Let's hear it from the guy straight himself. I try not to expect anything, um, but I, I feel like I've prepared myself for moments like this. And, um, you know, I just try to take it day by day. So, you know, you don't start a season thinking you're going to do anything like that, but just take what opportunities come and try to make the most of them. Nah, it's a lot of player talk. So, really, Duncan, does practice make perfect? We still work on it every day. Um, there's a group of us that go up and do catch and shoots before practice every day. So, um, you know, it's just a culmination of, of a lot of work. And credit to the staff and also credit to my teammates um, for finding me in those situations and also encouraging me to be aggressive, more and more aggressive. Work, 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 work. That's what Duncan Robinson and the Heat do. It's that culture that we always talk about. Of course, it hasn't always been easy for Duncan Robinson. He talks about his path getting to what was a pretty historic night last night. He's probably selling that a little bit short. I'd probably say more than that. Um, 
but no, no that, that doesn't bother me that's you, you got to expect that um, you know the path that I've taken is a little unconventional but um, you know hopefully at this point I've, I've garnered some respect in that regard uh, maybe not but either way I'm just going to keep going once again heat pelicans tomorrow night eight o'clock tip from the Smoothie King Center, where you can apparently get an angel food smoothie. Okay, that's a lot of basketball right there. My man, Joel Myers, and when I say my man, I mean with all respect. I don't want him coming down slapping us like he did earlier today. Great guy, great announcer, unbelievable. He'll be on the call tomorrow night for the Pelicans broadcast. If you get a chance, try to catch that. Of course, the Heat broadcast, always fantastic, and you can hear it on our sister station, 790 The Ticket. Duncan Robinson, who knows, he may go 30 for 30 on threes, and they'll make a 30 for 30 documentary called 30 for 30 for 30 for 30. It would be one of the greatest, greatest things to ever watch on ESPN. Let's kind of take it back a little bit. Let's not be too serious. Of course, Hawk and Crowder show. We're not always that serious. I don't try to be too serious, even though Hawk and Crowder is saying I'm kind of like Joel Myers. I'm serious. Don't mess around with. One guy who is serious but also knows how to play around, Tyson Fury. Won a huge fight the other night, and here's a little bit of him, even though he's from Great Britain, singing some American Pie with the crowd. In the ball, I said I'd sing a song tonight, didn't I? A long, long time ago I can still remember how that music used to make me smile. Sing along if you know the words. And I knew if I had my chance, I could make those people dance and maybe they'd be happy for a while. But February made me shiver with every paper I deliver. Bad news on the doorstep. I couldn't take one more step I can't remember if I cried When I read about his widow bride Something touched me deep inside The day the music died All together now So This'll be the day that I die. Now did you believe in rock and roll? Can music save your mother's soul? And can you teach me how to dance real slow? Well, I know that I'm in love with you Cause I saw you dancing in the gym We both kicked off the shoes And a pickup truck See, I knew I was out of luck The day the music died Thank you, Las Vegas! Wilder Fury 2, tonight, 9 Eastern, on pay-per-view. Man, I kind of like Tyson Fury's version more than Don McClain. I really like Doug Plagan's version of calling every single game. He has got some golden pipes and... You're about five minutes away from that. It is Panthers, Bruins. Panthers need to make that push. Maybe tonight against the best in the East, the beast of the East. They will do just that. Doug Plagans, Manny Chang out there helping out. My man Marco sitting next to me. About to get that game straight on to you. 
Remember, you can download the podcast for this show or any of the shows, including that interview with my man, Joel Myers, wherever you get your podcasts, and also at our website, WQAM.com. I am Dan Day, and this has been the Best of the Joe Show. Later, slug. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t